Hey everybody, welcome to Stories from the Frontier. This is a brand new podcast designed to share the stories and insights from adventurous disciple makers, pioneers, planters, and sending church leaders. Uh, Before we jump into our first episode, we wanted to just take a little time and share with you why we are doing this podcast and how it'll be a benefit to you. I'm Ed Love, and I'm joined with my co-host, Dwight Nash. What's up, Dwight? Uh, Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, why in the world you're here? Yeah, well, I'm here because we got this crazy idea to do this together, but most importantly, because we love multiplication and we wanted to do whatever we could to to push it forward. But uh, yeah, my love for multiplication came all the way back in the days of pastoring in New Orleans and living in what I considered a very missional context and needing to figure that out. But uh, it was early in that season that a guy named Dr. Jimmy Johnson, who some might be on this podcast might know who he was, but he got me interested in church planting. And to tell you the truth, we were a really brand new church in New Orleans, but I always wanted to plant out of that church, never got it done. And uh, a little bit of regret in that for me, but I became a district superintendent and multiplication was on my heart. And so we began to multiply in what was then the Texas, Louisiana district uh, of the Wesleyan church and fairly successfully, but uh, ran into a couple of roadblocks. A couple of my good friends said yes to church planting and um, they, they got off the ground. And three years later, that church was not in existence for various reasons. But it was at that point in time, I said, if I'm going to invite my friends and the best leaders to go on this journey of church planting, then um, I need to give them the best training possible. So it was then, Ed, that I said, hey, I'm going to go get a doctorate in church planting. I'm going to do whatever learning I can about residencies and best practices. And so I went after that and f- just continued to fall more and more in love with, with um, church planting, with church planters, with this idea of multiplication and movement. And so from there, it's just been a journey. Uh, I was a district superintendent for many years and then became a lead pastor at a place called Scent Church. And we were ascending church. We were planting churches. And so it wasn't too long ago, a couple of years ago, that God really put on my heart this idea of, well, if that's what you're in love with and that's what's going to create movement, then are you willing to give your whole life to that? Not kind of on a part-time basis. I was running around from district to district trying to lead my own church. And to be fair, Probably wasn't doing anybody uh, a a real heck of a lot of good because uh, I was splitting my time everywhere. And and that was fine for a season. But God said, hey, you need to go after this with the rest of your life. And for me, it it has become my well done in life. This idea of bringing movement back to denominations, to the church in general. And so it was then I started something called a thousand churches. I felt like God asked me to be part of starting a thousand churches over the next decade. And so started my own 501c3. Um, have partnered up with uh, John West and Groundswell. And so we work together on just raising up uh, multipliers, the very thing that we're going to be talking about on this podcast. Where do they come from? How do we raise them up? How do we pour into them? How do we give them the best resources possible? So that's really my heart. That's my well done in life. And so whatever I can do to help planters, multipliers, sending churches, I'm, I'm all about it. So that's kind of how I got to sit in this chair and talk to you on days like this. So how about, how about you, Ed? Where's, what's your story? How'd you get here? Yeah. And well, I just want to know, like, you know, once you get a thousand churches, are you like 
are you going to retire or something? I'm like <laughs> dying then. I'm just like falling over. No, like, you know, at that point in time, I don't know if I'm an old man yet, but I'll be an old man at that point in time. And that doesn't mean I won't care. It just means there'll be people who are younger, probably have more energy. I don't know if I'll still be running the organization called a thousand churches by then. It's already a multi- it might be called 10,000 churches. We may just turn it to a DBA or assume name called 10,000. We've had that conversation. We're just going to change it to 10,000. I think I know who will follow me that in this seat, but you know what? God has so many things in store that we don't know. It's changed so much in the last year and a half that I can't imagine what it'll look like in 10 years. So we'll leave well, that up to God, but yeah. And it is incredible what's happening through your network and God's just, on the move constantly. And I have no doubt that it's going to happen. And it's a wonderful life vision just to be so focused in your calling and uh, to see, you know, God work in that way is just a beautiful thing. So um, that uh, makes a lot of sense, you know, for you doing what you're doing all over the place. And for you being on this podcast to be able to share uh, because you've got a broad uh, experience base that can really help, I think, uh, basically everybody and anybody out there. And so that's why I'm encouraged, you know, for this, uh, the conversations that we'll have on this podcast. Um, But a little bit about me, uh, folks, uh, you know, um, just going back to, uh, well, I'd been a youth pastor, you know, this was back when I was like 20, had been a youth pastor for a little bit, Uh, felt called to kind of deepen my soul, went to Asbury Seminary, I was actually there uh, that, and while I was in Kentucky, that's where God called me into church planting. I just, I discovered more about my wiring and it just seemed like that was the realm that I fit in. And like, those were my people. And so uh, that ended up being uh, a calling. I couldn't shake it. I mean, I still remember um, the moment I was reading a Leonard Sweet book who later on became my uh, mentor in my doctorate program. I was reading a Lynn Sweet book, sitting out in the middle of a field, and he's talking about a meadow metaphor, <laughs> like Lynn does, and all these new things popping up in the meadows, you know, and it's just like, I, in that moment, God hit me and said, you're, Ed, you're going to be a part of doing new things in, you know, in the church. Uh, that's just going to be your, your calling. So uh, at first, I mean, it's just like, you know, okay. Uh, I guess I'm going to be a church planner. And so I just started going down that path and started exploring those uh, connections, um, actually connected with the Wesleyan church then at that point, And then uh, went and uh, moved back up to Michigan. My wife and I didn't have kids yet, uh, but we had one in the hopper ready to go. So um, she was coming just as soon as we were launching that new church too. And so we ended Lovely up planting. <laughs> I know we, we ended up planting in, uh, Michigan. And uh, we wanted our church to be a church planning church from the beginning. I heard Ed Stetzer somewhere say, uh, you know, if you don't plan a church within the first three years, you're probably not going to be a church planning church. And I took that to heart. I put it in our strategic plan. And day one, we were focused on the next uh, project that we were going to plant. And so we did that, Uh, you know, went through, you know, it was was an incredible experience. you know, lots of learnings. I was young, <laughs> you know, so tons of mistakes. So school of hard knocks for sure. Um, but uh, it, it was great. We did plant, um, did a big building project too. 
I ended up burning out, to be honest. Um, and, uh, you know, I was done with ministry at a point. Thankfully, I had good people around me that ended up um, pulling me out and healing, helping me get healed and finding my identity in Christ alone. It was a great experience. And I'm grateful for that um, refinement that happened to me, um, you know, even though it's hard to go through. Uh, in the middle of that, I felt God calling me to plant again. How strange is that? And I felt like the leader I had raised up, who's now, he's still leading the, the church that I first started and uh, just uh, doing an incredible job. I felt like he was called to lead there and I was supposed to go and start a new, new work in another community. And so uh, that's uh, what ended up happening. And so we went and started a new church um, and uh, started all over again. And so in the process of that, uh, we, we shaped um, the uh, Greenhouse Planting Network, which came together. So that was kind of a, a, a network of like-minded multiplying churches coming together to plant more churches. And that uh, network is still uh, going really strong and uh, multiplying churches all over the place. And so uh, that's exciting. Somewhere I got my doctorate degree along the way. I'm not sure where that happened. I started teaching some classes for uh, Wesley Seminary and, uh, and now for Asbury a little bit in the adjunct capacity. Um, but uh, that has just kind of become my niche in life. Um, and I should also mention that like it was four years ago, <laughs> I uh, uh, was asked to be the director of church multiplication within the Wesleyan Church. And so we created uh, the Church Multiplication Collective, which is basically the, uh, the multiplication arm of the Wesleyan Church. And uh, we, we serve church planners and we serve the sending church leaders. Um, so that's kind of my main uh, uh, organizational oversight in life right now. Your daytime so, job. Daytime job, yeah, amongst everything else. <laughs> yeah. uh, but uh, like you, I mean, this is just, you know, my, my niche in life. I just see God doing incredible things through the starting of new churches. And, um, you know, it's not easy, though. And, uh, you know, my hope is, you know, through this podcast, we're going to be able to help leaders uh, maybe avoid some of the hard things or get through some of the hard things, uh, but also find encouragement uh, from people who are out there on the frontier uh, doing some incredible things. Um, you know, so I'm really excited how, how this is going to help people. Um, why don't we uh, talk a little bit about, you know, uh, why we're doing this and, and what are some of the components that we're going to be talking about uh, as we uh, interview uh, these disciple makers, planters, pioneers, sending church leaders. Uh, why don't you first share with us, Dwight, a little bit uh, about the why behind this? Yeah, well, from my perspective, we've become better at planting churches. Um, we, we've increased our excellence right? Um, our rate of success, all of that through all of the different things we've added of assessments and trainings and coaching. Um, what we, what I don't think most denominations, networks have done is actually figured out how to now increase the speed at which they uh, multiply. So many are holding steady, um, some declining, 
-hmm. not because we haven't figured out church planting really we haven't figured out where the church planters come from and it used to be youth pastors it used to be um seminaries maybe colleges and those have taken have run their course i'm not saying we won't continue to find folks in that way but we have to develop new ways for leaders to be found and uncovered and i think another key kind of ingredient to why i want to do this is and i think it's your belief too ed is that the whole engine has to run on disciple making uh right. you don't start churches and hope to get disciples you make disciples and churches come from that and so out of all of that i think you know for john west and i we just kind of, and I know you have those same conversations with him as well. You've written some stuff with him, but it's that idea of a pipeline and where is the pipeline and how do we throw gasoline on the fire? Well, the fire's there. We just need gasoline and we need to increase the pipeline. So I say all that to say, we want to talk on this podcast, I guess, to four specific categories of people. And it's almost like a pipe, an escalating pipeline, but it all starts with disciple makers. And so we want to highlight disciple makers. We want to share best practices. And let me say this also, like at no point in time in this podcast are Ed and I the heroes of the podcast. We're just two guys asking questions to some people that we see as heroes who are out on the front lines of doing this. This is why we're calling it the front lines. We want to take you to the front lines, some people who we think are doing it really well that we all can learn from. And so we just want to share stories of what people are doing. So we want to share stories of disciple makers who um, are multiplying groups of disciples who are having four generations. If that doesn't mean something to you, it will. If you listen to the podcast, you know, to the fourth generation of, of disciple making. But we want to uncover those stories and tell the stories of disciple makers, not people who are just getting smarter, not just educationally becoming disciples, but really they are at the grassroots of what multiplying means in this, this realm of, of disciple makers. So that's the that's the bottom run. Well, you talk about the next run. Talk about kind of that pioneering leaders. You helped John write the book on that. So yeah. talk about that. Yeah. We wrote a little book called Pioneers. And, uh, you know, it's one of these areas where it seems like there's a gap between disciple makers in a local church, people making disciples, and church planters. It's like, that's a big jump, you know? <laughs> and so uh, if we're really raising up uh, church planters and multiplying leaders from the beginning stages of their formation in their discipleship journey, uh, there's got to be some areas where they're able to start new things, where they're able to experiment, where they're able to uh, really feel like they're out there on the frontier doing something new. And so, you know, planting um, uh, a, a, a church you know, is, uh, uh, doesn't feel as, you know, uh, crazy or as, you know, it's, it's, it's actually feels, Oh, this is kind of doable or what they're starting at the pioneering leadership level. Uh, that actually feels like that could become a church. Like, Oh, I didn't, didn't know what I was doing could actually become a church. Uh, how incredible would that be if that just continued to happen where you kind of fall into it? Um, but uh, that's where we saw the gap. And so we wanted to really do some things and start talking about like, how do we develop these pioneers, which is really just a disciple, disciple maker uh, who is being sent out 
to start something new, to connect with people who are missing from Christ in the church. And so that's what we wanted to mobilize and, you know, really build into that level of leadership. And so, which also just leads to the next step usually is uh, a planter. Um, You know, what's interesting uh, back in the like eighties, uh, when they talked about church planting, they actually used the word church pioneers. So that was that was more of the language than church planter. Uh, but now planter is kind of the common uh, language for someone who's starting a new church. And um, why don't you share a little bit about that? Yeah, well, and I'll just say this to add on to the pioneers. It's been so encouraging to work with so many of them. And I think some of them may find out that what they are wired to do is create a program that reaches people outside the church and brings them back into their church. Um, some folks are starting, I would call nonprofits, faith-based nonprofits, and that's what God called them to do. And they have some cause that God really has laid on their heart. Some of them I feel like are becoming global missionaries, but there's that little slice of the pie of people who are meant to whatever that endeavor was that they were pioneering is actually meant to become a a church. And I've seen that start with vacation Bible schools, reaching kids in backyards. I've seen it start in ways that they're like, oh, I don't think this will become a church. And then they realize, oh, I'm made for more. I'm supposed to plant a church. And so it's just our way of uncovering them through the pioneering process. Some people might know earlier on that, oh, I'm supposed to be a church planter. But like you said, there's a big gap there. So yeah, church planting, uh, we actually believe it's the most effective way of helping people find Jesus. And man, let's be really clear. Like we love church planting, Ed. We love church planters. At the end of the day, why do we do all this? So people can find Jesus, right? So that disciples can be made. So all of this is a means to accomplishing the great commission. We're just really excited about this because we believe this is the best way to accomplish that great commission. So I love planters. Um, I give my life to helping get them assessed, figuring out their wiring, helping them understand their why in this planting process. They've got to know that why it's got to go to their heart and not just their head. Like, Hey, I think this is a good idea that I know you're, you're called to this thing. Probably if you can do something else, you might want to go do that. But if you're called to this, we're going to try to come alongside, first of all, on this podcast and tell the stories of those who are doing it so that you're inspired so that you know who to connect with. But from my vantage point, you know, if you need resources and help, we want to come alongside you and say, here's where you can get assessed. Here's where you can get training. Here's where you can get coaching. Here might be a residency um, opportunity for you. And I just feel like in some ways we're connected well to send them to the very best place for those things so that new expressions of the church. And by the way, there are lots of different expressions of the church that we, oh, we will talk about. I mean, we're going to interview Congrats. large launch pastors. We're going to interview traditional launch pastors. We're going to interview people who are starting missional communities, micro churches, house churches. So man, stick with us on this journey because you're going to hear it all. And I think there's probably going to be more kinds and opportunities of churches than you've ever imagined. Yeah. Um, but you, you talked about starting a church. Ed, but then you talked about this idea that God birthed in your heart more than one church and actually being a sending church. And that's really our fourth category. So why don't, why don't you just talk about that, that fourth group of people we want to talk to and highlight? Yeah, I, I think that's the natural culmination of, you know, being a disciple maker, pioneer, planter, and then you're a sending 
church leader. And really that's where you become the hero maker, you know, where you're more focused on developing those next generations of leaders that you're going to end up equipping, but then not using them yourselves. You're going to release them into God's kingdom for them to do the thing that they're called to do in a unique way. And you're going to push them out of the nest and uh, do that on a regular basis. And uh, really I'm, we'll get into talking about some of the systems that help ascending church leader actually do that, um, you know, again and again. And so that's an important piece to, to talk about um, because there's, a, you know, it's easy sometimes just to, you know, do like one here or there, but to really be talking about like going, like you said, to the fourth generation, like it's going to take a deeper culture shift in any church to truly embrace this. And that has to be talked about because that ends up being the, the engine for that sending church and, uh, and getting people on board to that, you know, is, is not always easy, uh, but it can be done. And we'll, we'll be talking to people who are doing it. And so uh, those sending leaders, we really believe, you know, uh, denominations aren't the best of planning churches. Districts aren't conferences aren't, but it's the local church that plants churches best and everybody's got a role to play in the kingdom. But the local church, when it really takes responsibility for the mission field, uh, it's, that's when you're talking movement level stuff happening throughout the world. And so that's what we hope to see more and more people, you know, becoming a multiplying or sending church and really taking responsibility for the mission field. And so that's going to be super exciting as we talk to those leaders. Uh, it always is uh, because they're always up to something. They're creatives, innovators, and, you know, they're just, they're just going for it. Very apostolic gifted usually. And uh, they just see, they don't see like their city. They see a region and they're like, how do we, how do we influence all throughout this region? You know, so that's going to be great. And I think, you know, here's, here's something, you know, that I find interesting, like right now, like, you know, we're in this church era where it feels a bit negative, right? Uh, the statistics, <laughs> which you read, I read them. I want to know the stats of what's happening in the world. Uh, but everything would point to kind of like a decline in the church, right? You know, like it's, it's uh, it, you know, no county increased uh in america with a christian population um you know from the last census and uh just feels that like we all feel a little bit of that weight we don't really want to talk about it in a way uh you know because it can kind of be demotivating but here's what i think is going to happen on this podcast so we're going to be sharing all these stories right and every single story uh I think listeners are going to discover this optimistic edge that people have, that we both have, you know, because we see this new thing that God is doing. And it is incredibly encouraging and inspiring just to surround yourself with those people. And it feels like everything else is doom and gloom and everything's in decline and all right. Uh, that may be our reality, but in the middle of that, 
there's this new thing that God is doing. And uh, hopefully we get to share those stories and lift people up and just encourage that uh, it is not dying. <laughs> and yeah. Christianity is actually on the move. It, but it could look different, you know? So anyways. You well, you know what, Ed, I hope, I, I guess my hope and prayer in the midst of this podcast is that people have some Leonard Sweet sitting in a field moments, yeah. <laughs> right? For whatever it is God's up to in their heart, they needed someone to give them wings to do it, right? For you, it sounds like it was a Leonard Sweet in the middle of a field, but for a disciple maker, for a pioneer, a church planter, ascending church pastor who feels, I can't do that. I don't know what I'm called for. I, I don't know where to turn that whatever. They have some Leonard Sweet sitting in a field moments that carry them, right? They have now have a vision. They have a calling that can't be stopped. So whatever that is, you know, whatever pioneer or church planter or sending church we're interviewing, I hope they have moments. I hope where they go like, oh, I could do that. Or they did that. Or what a great idea or, or something crazy that's never been done before. Right. But for some reason, God used one of these people that we were interviewing to spark that imagination in them. So that's, that's my dream. I think Ed for the, the podcast is moments like that to happen. Exactly. And that's going to happen. So we're excited about it. Uh, we hope uh, anybody who is listening in on this new podcast uh, that uh, you will find it meaningful and useful to your life and exactly what we've been talking about happens uh, for you and that uh, the kingdom will continue to advance. And uh, we just want to say, if you do find yourself enjoying the podcast, uh, we'd love for you to subscribe to it. We'd love for you to share these episodes on your social media, spread it to your uh, friends in, in ministry and, and uh, just continue to share the message out there because we got to spread these stories from the frontier and we hope that you really enjoy our first one the upcoming one coming up next with uh ryan delamere you're gonna love it so uh until next time i'll see you on the frontier dwight all right can't wait to see you on the other side see you Ed. <laughs>